How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Today, we're discussing the Yankees being linked to the top remaining free agent on the left field market, notably Jerickson and Profar. Now, Profar is an intriguing player. You know, a lot of people are kind of like, we would like him, we wouldn't like him. It's kind of a split 50-50 right now because he's not the big upgrade Brian Reynolds would be, but he is better than Aaron Hicks, and he's probably better than Oswaldo Cabrera. Um, so right now, the kind of discussion to have is why are the Yankees interested? What would a contract look like? What does Profar even offer this team? Team. Is he a big enough upgrade to justify doing it, or is he just kind of stealing away reps from Oswaldo Cabrera, who is younger and could be something special if given the opportunity and given that starting job? Um, so it's an interesting conversation to have. I do want to have it with you, Ryan. I'm excited to dive into Jerks and Profar. Before we do, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, Jerks and Profar, and I said this on the live stream last night as well. And if you guys do want to join us, we do lot do some live streams uh, multiple times during the week. So make sure you stop by. Nick and I uh, stream for about two to three hours, uh, depending on how many questions there are. But uh, I mentioned, you know, Profar was someone that at the beginning of the offseason had been like, eh, you know, like not really like a big Profar guy. But kind of looking at how the market's kind of gone for uh, free agent left fielders, you know. I mean, the Windsor meetings, there was a lot of uh, inflation in the market there. Uh, and, and then you look at the Benintendi contract, you're kind of hoping you can get him for cheap. And you're kind of like, well, that wasn't really going to happen. Um, and, and then you look at the trade market. Trade market's really, you're going to get Brian Reynolds. Oh, I mean, it's costing you, going to cost you Volpe, Peraza, Dominguez. Like, nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, and then you look at, you know, the rest of the trade market. You have the Max Keplers of the world, who I do like. Um, but it looks like without the ability to trade one of Herman or Schmidt because you lost Montas, you can't really trade for uh, Max Kepler. Or, you know, you look at Anthony Santander, you'd imagine that you'd be trading on your pitching depth there as well. So I think the Montas injury kind of complicates a trade there. And then you look at Profar, and if that market falls, which it looks like it has, right? And if, you know, he kind of is like, you know, I'm not really getting the money I'm looking for. Maybe a one-year deal, a one-plus-one which would be like a, a vesting option or a player option, you know, perhaps Profar is willing to take a one-year deal like that. And, and that would be a situation where I'd be kind of enticed. And then you look at kind of the uh, spray charts here, you know, he would have hit 20 home runs had he played at Yankee Stadium. The spray charts, if you look at the overlay with Yankee Stadium, they're, they're perfect for Yankee Stadium. Uh, he's a guy who doesn't make a lot of swings and misses. He, he walks a ton, right? I know the, the OAA isn't great, which is outs above average. But, you know, just to remind people, outs above average is a range-based metric, which means it does not evaluate throwing runs. So if you're a good th- like if you throw the ball very well and you're able to go out there and generate a lot of outs through your throwing runs, you're not going to perform very well in outs above average. Uh, and that seems to be the case with Profar, who has a positive defensive run saved. And that's because if you look at his ar- his um, arm rating on fan graphs, which is our arm, uh, he has a plus five. That would actually have get canceled out his negative five OAA on fan graphs and given him zero OAA if you just add the two together. Um, so he's roughly a league average defender. And you may go, well, can he handle left field at Yankee Stadium? San Diego's a pretty spacious outfield. Left field's pretty tough there. The NL West is known for a lot of spacious outfields. So um, I- I'm pretty confident he can handle the position. He's got a really, really good arm. You know, that chat should help him manage a running game. You know, whether... You you know, whether it's the range is an issue, which I think that's probably the issue here, or the jumps, um, you're fine with that because you have Bader and Judge uh, in the outfield, and specifically Bader next to him means that the Yankees can kind of uh, move Profar around a little bit and kind of let uh, Bader get to certain balls that Profar normally wouldn't get to, uh, whether it's shifting the outfield a little bit, uh, or, or quite frankly just saying, eh, you know, he's 
not going to get certain baseballs, but we're going to get a pretty good bat here. You know, he had a 110 WRC plus last year as a switch hitter, uh, most notably great OBP. Um, or not great OBP, solid OBP, great walk rates, not high strikeout rates. Uh, he doesn't do anything extremely well in terms of his triple slash line, but it all kind of adds together to a 110 WRC+. Plus. Uh, pretty good hitter in general. You know, his stolen base totals last year, he only stole five bases, but the year before he stole 10. Perhaps with bigger bases, he can get to that 10 mark again, be a little bit of an aggressive base runner and, and push some higher stolen base totals. Um, you know, I get it. You know, the, the offensive numbers look pedestrian, but... You know, if you're getting better than league average numbers, if you're getting, you know, solid power, because again, you know, Yankee Stadium is a better home run ballpark than San Diego is, um, especially for a left hand, a guy who can hit from the left handed side of the plate. Um, you could be looking at a guy who goes out there and, and hits, you know, 20 home runs with no shift as well. He gets shifted pretty often when he's on the left side of the plate. You know, we could see that BAPIP go up a little bit, you know, from a career 264 BAPIP last year, 272 to perhaps pushing 280 to 285. You know, we could see that average climb to 250, 255. The OBP would climb. Uh, the slugging percentage would inherently climb. You know, we could we could see some some good progress here. I, I think we're looking at a player who can be kind of like that, just solid everyday major leaguer. Um, and, and the Yankees can put Cabrera in that utility role that I've I really just want him to be in that role. I want Cabrera to be able to play a variety of different positions and ultimately uh, uh, have success at second base, shortstop, third base, left field, right field, even some first base at times. You know, just let him do what he needs to do. Profar can also play some first base, so you know you can make him a right field, play him in right field, play him in left, play him at first. You know, he has some experience to the infield there's some versatility here so uh, I, I do like this fit for the Yankees if they're able to get it done at their price point yeah I think the entire offseason we've been kind of in the same boat with Oswaldo Cabrera being that super utility man hit left field might be his worst position out of all of them um, in terms of the the consistency and the confidence he showed right field dominant center field you know, obviously, I don't really want him there. He never will play there with Bader. But, you know, it's interesting because if Bader is forced to miss any time, you got Hicks, um, given he's still on the roster. But then you have, uh, you know, Oswaldo could play shortstop. He can play third. He can play second base. You could even throw him in at first base. And I'm curious, and just a kind of side, a little side quest here. Do you think that the Yankees tried to get DJ LeMayhew more involved in first base? Or do you think maybe they try to get Oswaldo Cabrera more involved in first base? Because they're going to try to limit LeMayhew's innings just to make sure that they can keep him healthy. Do you think that they would prefer to kind of get Oswaldo comfortable there so that DJ doesn't have to take on that role, if, you know, they give Anthony Rizzo any rest days or if he's, uh, you know, kind of set to miss any time? Yeah, so I think DJ LeMay, who's kind of that first man up and at the first base position, especially since, as you mentioned, you know, if it's now, I, I said this in the episode we, we just talked about with Wells, where like if it's a short term injury, you know, war that would come up. If it's a long term thing or long term complication, Wells would be that solution. Um, that's kind of the way I look at it with first base, right? You know, um, if Rizzo were to go down with something very like, you know, we're talking multiple months, you know, I think you'd, you know, slide LeMahieu to first base and call up like an Anthony Volpe of sort like, kind of player. You know, you wouldn't just like plug Cabrera in the infield and then keep profile and left. Whereas, you know, if, if the Yankees like have like, you know, Rizzo down for like a week you know, or like a couple games, you know, sometimes he has issues with his back and he misses like three or four games, but you don't put him on the IL, you know, you're not calling anyone up. You're not, you're not, or if you have to call someone up, you'll send down a reliever, you know, or you'll send down a position player you're not really using. You're, you're not going to do anything crazy. You're not going to call a ball play for three days. Um, you know, you, you would do something like, I, I'd still say, uh, well, maybe he would slide over to first if he's not available or, you know, in a situation where you want to get him some time at second, you want to get someone else a rep at first. I think Profar can actually handle the position decently. You know, if I'm not mistaken, in 2021, he played first base uh, and he had two DRS and two outs above average. He has 417 innings there, a career three outs above average at the position. Um, you know, if he needs to play in a pinch, he can. The position I just would keep him off of at, at all costs is like 
second base or shortstop, he really can't play those positions. And quite frankly, third base as well. You know, those those three positions, he just does not play very well at all. Maybe he can play a more solid second base this year. I don't know. I, he just was so brutal there in his career that uh, I just have a hard time believing that at the age of like 30, he's going to figure out how to play the position better. Uh, but in terms of playing first base, he absolutely can do it at a solid rate. You know, so I, I do think Profar might become that third man up, right? Because it would be... Rizzo, LeMahieu, and then Profar. Uh, but, you know, having insurance at first base helps considering that the Yankees don't have many first base prospects to go to. So uh, if you need to throw Profar in there for a couple games and at first base, you could put Cabrera in left field and that kind of fills in a hole there. Uh, but again, that adds to the Yankees versatility. And, and, you know, you can't put a, you can't, you know, you can't really uh, speak enough about the uh, premium that is having a versatile team that can cover themselves uh, and still throw out really solid lineups. I mean, if you're still having, you know, a lineup where you have Cabrera, Profar, Judge, Stanton, uh, LeMahieu, uh, I was going to say Donaldson, Glaber, uh, you know, uh, Bader, you know, that's still uh, Peraza. That's still a solid lineup. You know, it's not throwing out, you know, uh, you know, uh, just not major league players, uh, which we saw a lot of in 2021. We sort of saw uh, in parts of 2022 when the Yankees depth was tested, uh, they really couldn't uh, uh, get the job done. But now that they have the, a lot of these younger guys, and again, if they could sign a guy like Profar, they would have the depth to be tested and still get the job done. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, when you're looking at first base, I come in agree with you. Profar can play a multitude of different positions, so that's definitely ideal. Um, but, you know, Profar is interesting, right? Because Hicks, he's better than Hicks. He's going to be a better player than Hicks, um, more consistent. You know, he he walks at double-digit percentages, 11.1% last year, almost 12% in 2021. You know, Hicks kind of hovers in the 11 to 13, 14% range. So he's kind of in line with that, but his on-base percentage in terms of Profar, really similar. I think both of uh, Hicks and Profar pretty much were got on base at a 33% clip last year. Difference is Profar mashed a lot more, you know, 15 homers compared to, what was it, six or eight from Hicks. Um, and there's potential for more, as you said. The You know, if they would have translated to Yankee Stadium, we're talking about 21 homers instead of 15. Significant more power. Even though his power metrics don't stand out as, as crazy, 34.3% hard hit rate, 4% barrel rate, I wonder if he could provide more slugging with the Yankees' mantra of hitting strikes hard, if they get him to adapt to that, you're like, you know what? We're okay with you going up and strikeout percentage 2 3% if you can hit five or six more homers for us and hit the ball harder, maybe get a couple more doubles and whatnot. He's not the fastest guy. I think he ranks 32nd in, in uh, sprint speed. or I forget what it was, but he's not the fastest guy out there. He's not the most athletic in terms of you know making big plays like that in the outfield or running the base paths extraordinarily well. Um, he only had, what, seven, five stolen bases last year, 10 in 2000. 2021. Maybe he can get back to double digits in 2023. So maybe there is a little bit of value to extract with the bigger bases and kind of rules that are emphasizing offense uh, moving forward. But at 29 years old, he's still in the middle of his prime, a switch hitter. Um, this is a guy who has value. Now, this is for the Oswaldo Cabrera crowd that are like, we should just start him in, in, in the outfield, start him in left field. Um, you know, Ryan, when you're looking at Cabrera and his future, he could be a very good starting left fielder for this team for a very long time. You know, there's an argument to make that if he locks it down, he shows that defensive consistency and confidence and he takes over there and his offense starts to pick up. Now, do I think he's going to be getting on base at 34%? Probably not. If we're lucky, he's getting on base at a 32% clip because um, his, his steamer projections I have, I think, have him at 30%, which is not very good. If his offense continues to develop here, having him play every single day is going to be a priority. Um, right now, as a super utility option, he's not going to play every single day, but he's 
kind of the the first men up for a multitude of different spots. You know what I mean? Especially if the Yankees try to offload guys like Josh Donaldson or IKF or whatever it might be. He can be your guy at shortstop. He can be your guy at second base. He can cover for Gleyber Torres. If they trade Gleyber Torres and they want Volpe to take some reps, they could just, you know, kind of work off of those two. There's a lot of different things. Judge is going to need days off. I mean, Stanton can kind of fill the judge role because Stanton's not going to be playing defense a lot. But then you got Bader in center field. And, like, do you want Hicks or do you want – uh, Cabrera playing center field like these are two questions that we have to ask ourselves as well so you know to the for the Oswaldo Cabrera crowd Ryan why would you not um, move him into a utility role why would you want him to be an everyday starting left fielder because he has the youth he's 23 years old he's six years younger than Profar maybe you give him that opportunity to prove himself instead of putting a guy who's going to take over the starting job immediately and leave him in the dust and maybe leave him in kind of this secondary role where he's playing second fiddle to a bunch of different guys you know, there's an argument to make that him starting and developing and getting experience could lead to him being better than Profar. You know, is that a concern that you have if you do go go out and get a guy that's not like Profar is not going to be Brian Reynolds. He's going to be like hold it down on a, at a consistently like okay level, but he's not going to make this team World Series caliber if they weren't already. He's not going to move the needle that much. So why not give Cabrera the opportunity to prove his worth in a bigger way? Yeah. So you know, I totally understand that argument. I totally understand. You know, people looking at it from like. Hey, you know, how can you, how can, how can one like say, you know, man, uh, you know, you think, I think Oswaldo Cabrera is great. I love Oswaldo Cabrera. And then say, I hope the Yankees get someone to make sure he isn't on the opening day, like lineup. Um, but in the sense, it's not, it's not about taking away Cabrera's playing time. It's about changing what Cabrera's playing time would look like. I don't want Cabrera just playing left field, right? Cabrera playing, you know, all of his reps in left field kind of wastes his value, right? You know? As you mentioned, he's the first guy up in every situation for the Yankees, basically, right? Except for catcher, right? Except for catcher, in almost every situation where someone goes down, Oswaldo Cabrera is the first guy that's going to be uh, starting every single day. But in any situation, I mean, Oswaldo Cabrera is going to play five out of seven days of the week. Do you mean to tell me the Yankees aren't going to try to manage LeMahieu's playing time or even Rizzo's playing time a little bit or Stanton's or uh, Donaldson's or, or, you know, whoever it may be? Um, the Yankees are going to give Cabrera, you know, he's going to play 130 games, even if he isn't, if, even if he never gets a chance to be a full-time starter at any position in 2023. Um, this is kind of what he was envisioned to be. This is what the Yankees, the role the Yankees have always wanted him to have, you know, ultimately, you know, left field really isn't the position either where you want to be using him the most because that's arguably his worst defensive position outside of first base. So, um, you know, if you were to say second base, maybe I'd be like, okay, I'm a little more on board with this because that's what his best defensive positions you are going to get like gold glove caliber defense there. I'm not going to get gold glove caliber defense in left field. I'm going to get solid defense, but you know, I can get gold glove caliber defense at short and at second and good defense at third and solid deep and really good defense in right field, gold glove caliber in right field as well. So, you know, why can't I, I want him playing those positions too. I want him playing all over the diamond I don't want him stuck in just left field right that isn't one of his best positions that's one of his worst positions defensively I'm saying one of his worst even though he's still league average there I want I want Cabrera to be able to do something that the Yankees have sorely needed which is a utility guy who's a very good hitter who can give them a lot of value at different positions and if someone goes down which someone will and someone will go down and miss postseason games Cabrera is going to be able to step in and the Yankees have insurance so that's why I want Profar or, or want a left fielder uh, that I can start every day so that Cabrera can continue to be that because I, he'll still get his games mm -hmm. in. And in a situation where someone's missing or someone goes down with injury, or I guess someone's missing because they go down with injury, uh, you have Cabrera. 
Yeah, I think that's totally fair. That's a very reasonable argument. I think having more competition, especially above average competition, like bringing in Willie Calhoun and Rafael Ortega aren't going to move the needle at all, let alone much. Um, Profile at least is a positive move. You know what I mean? Like you're getting a better player than what you have now. It's more so like running the risk of maybe maybe taking Oswaldo Guevara out of a consistent role. He's like always bouncing around, always doing different things, doesn't really get that consistency. Could hurt his development. But at the same time, you know, having a guy who can play five, six different positions at a pretty good level is hard to come by. You know, look at DJ LeMayhew. He can play um, pretty much, you know, shortstop, third base. I wouldn't put it at shortstop, but second base, first base, and third base really primarily. Having Oswaldo who can play third base, shortstop, second base, he could play first base. He's even said he could play catcher. I wouldn't put him there, but he could. And then you have him playing every outfield position. And with with the upside he does have as a slugger, I think he could hit 20 homers next year is exciting. You know what I mean? Like that's that's value. Like you don't find value like that very often. So Profar he's the best free agent right now. Spending money is always better than than selling on prospects. The, the Yankees likely aren't going to get Brian Reynolds. They're not going to give up a Soto-type haul for him, especially because the Pittsburgh Pirates want starting pitching, and we don't have that type of quality in the in the, in the the system anymore after Wesneski and, and Waldachuk are gone. So we'd have to give up Peraza. Volpe, you know, it's not going to happen. Brian Cashman's not going to sell the farm for for uh, Brian Reynolds. So it's either Max Kepler or Jerickson Profar. One of them only costs money. The other one costs money and prospects. So I think if you have to choose, it's probably going to be Profar. Um, the Yankees are engaged with them right now. We'll see how it goes. A one-year deal would be awesome. Maybe a one-year deal with a t- with a club option for the second season would be pretty nice, um, especially if they're able to offload Hicks and, and whatnot. So this could be interesting. We'll, we'll see how it goes, my friends. Always happy to hear perspectives and opinions below in the YouTube comments. Love to hear them about Jerks and Profar. If you would like him, if you wouldn't like him, if you'd rather have Oswaldo Cabrera starting in left field or you'd rather have him in that super utility role. But as always, have a fantastic rest of your day. Like and subscribe as always. Great content coming out until spring training starts in about a month. We got you guys covered from every single angle. And once spring training starts, we got you guys covered with everything. Don't worry. Every channel we have, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, we got it all, and we got you guys um, up to date on every single thing New York Yankees, so appreciate everybody for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.